Welcome to Lush Love, the podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Balboni. And as a sex, love, and relationships coach, it's my mission to help you experience modern day love that feels lush in all ways. I'm here today with Ina Duckworth, founder of Women's Health Herbalist. She's a naturopath and medical herbalist based in West Sussex. And she specializes in natural preconception care to support healthy pregnancy. She's a fully qualified medical herbalist, holds an MSc in herbal medicine, and is a member of the National Institute of Medical Herbalists in the UK. She makes natural prescriptions, so she, so she prescribes, as well as creating bespoke herbal blends. I'm so excited to hear about this. And tinctures to support women's bodies as they prepare for conception and also for shifting into perimenopause. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ina. <laughs> and thank you for the invite, it's exciting. I think the topics that you're bringing up about experiencing the joys and pleasures in our body is so important these days. And we have just started opening this kind of subject, if you like. Just I have attended a concert by Peaches, uh, uh, which is she's celebrating her 20 years anniversary of the of her album Teachers by Peaches. And she's 55. I was amazed by the honesty and the sincerity and integrity of a person delivering the message about the joys of sexual life and the pleasures and how we have right for those pleasures. So this kind of sets a theme for this interview because I was just thinking about it, like how much, how many of us can express themselves that well, you know, and I'm really appreciating that there is a resource like yours and your help to women who wanted to actually acknowledge that they want to do that. My journey there is sort of, yes, my primary work at the moment in here in West Sussex is about conception, preconception care for women over 35, 38. And this journey here came through journey through perimenopause. I started working with perimenopause before the hype, before anyone knew what perimenopause was. And it was, well, there was a couple of books written like, by some visionaries like 10, 15 years ago, like the like classical perimenopause storm, our estrogen storm, and people were just dipping into that. And thought what happened was in my practice, I saw women 38-ish. I'm, I'm seeing this number because it's just over 35, because at 35, you don't feel that yet, but somehow closer to 40, there is this little shift. And they had three symptoms. They had a symptom of bloating, they had symptom of fatigue and insomnia. And I started digging what was that. And I found out that this was indeed the beginning of perimenopause. Now, menopause is a technical term, which is technically, medically, is one day in your life. Because it's a year after your period has stopped, and that's your menopause. And everything after that is post-menopause. And perimenopause is kind of now being used by various practitioners and by various scholars differently. However, uh, it is a period between 10 to 15 years before the period stops. And it is divided into roughly three, four kind of subsections, but it's all a little bit like slightly kind of scholarly, if you like. But what is to understand about that, that it, the, the changes, what happened to these women, they were slightly scared because I'm 38, 
it's not menopause, is it? No, it isn't. And how do I... So they were like, I've got these changes. I don't know what's happening. I know that these changes are systemic because I experienced these symptoms like day in, day out and on a cyclical basis as well. And so, but they were like, is it menopause? Is it it? I'm just, I'm under 40. And then I was digging into that and I've discovered all this kind of understanding. I've worked out the understanding what it is and I did some studies and some more training and all of that. So the first phase of perimenopause, which is sort of the most sort of interesting probably for your audience is when the hormones can still be balanced, you know, because for me, the shift in men, Perimenopause happens at some point when women understand that's it. It is going to menopause. So they, it's going that my period will stop. So that's the difference. There is a massive like this roller coaster storm of perimenopause where everything's changing and you can balance it. And then there is a point where period is going. It's coming rarer and the changes are there. It's, I think it's sort of over 50-ish. Depends where you are. Depends on your genomics and on your genetics, genomics lifestyle nutrition and everything so and then you understand okay i need to do something about my estrogen support so the first phase is roughly called estrogen dominance and that what was missing from understanding because everyone expected that oh menopause is my estrogen is going and i need to support my estrogen with various things like including hrt now there is a massive understanding that there is a period where the all the hormones are a little bit up and down and the key feature for that period is so-called unovulatory cycles. So we lose our ovulation uh, for age, stress, you name it, pollutions, recent pandemics, we just lose our ovulation. And when we lose our ovulation, we lose the most kind of the God fairy hormone, the um, progesterone, which keeps us calm. Not everyone, because there are some genetics variations where progesterone is kind of making people a little bit more agitated and a little bit like a teary so but that's everything that's to be found out like individual on individual basis so we're losing this hormone this progesterone hormone and everyone else is just going havoc like up and down and it is important to manage that why am i doing this work well when i was meeting this woman these women i was thinking this was like they've achieved something in their career, you know, or they've arrived somewhere where they wanted. And this is, should be like an orgasm of their life, you know, the prime time, they, they, ah, and it doesn't happen. It just does not happen for many because of these kind of changes. Nobody warned about them. Nobody told about them. And it's still manageable. It, it's possible to manage that. But the key probably thing is to start with understanding what is happening. Thank you so much for that. That's already so much clarification and really, really helpful in understanding what's happening, when it's happening, how it's happening, and we'll get even more into it. My first question is for women who have achieved a lot in their lives, around 35, around 38, even, even moving into their 40s, they've done loads with their career. Maybe they have a really thriving life, social life. They've got a wonderful, really rich life in that way, but they haven't yet found the right partner or they haven't found the person who feels right for them to start a family with. At what point, if you're beginning to feel like, oh, I'm becoming, I'm, some of the symptoms that you described, oh, they're starting to happen. Does that mean it's off the table for me? I've got to just look at other things, look at other options or shift that, shift or, shift that completely. 
Yeah, that's a big topic, really big. I think that anyone who's thinking about that should maybe have a coaching session or just if they're capable to do it by themselves, just to sit down and write down, how do I envisage that? What am I ready for? Am I ready to have a, like a child with a, like a donor sperm? Okay. Am I ready to kind of, what, what am I ready here for? And so I think that this kind of honesty about do I really want to, do I really want to commit to that? That this kind of thing, I think will like liberate you quite a lot because I met quite a, quite a few women who were saying, I chose not to have it, not to have children. Okay. However, if you want to have a child, there's two large considerations. Consideration number one, stay as healthy as possible. Okay, if you want to have a child and you don't have a right partner for you now, I think the best thing to do is do a proper MOT, health MOT. Like I would go with my, my combination of work with perimenopause women is a special hormonal test called Dutch test and in combination with a special nutrigenomic test showing where are you. And then I would also do like a, a ovarian reserve test that can be done either privately or through your GP. And have a sit down and understand where you are. Okay, what is your personal situation health-wise? And that will let you inform you what kind of reserve have you got there? And for example, if you've got some condition behind it, it's worth looking into resolving this condition or managing this condition or working to improve this condition. And that's like one kind of story around it. The other, the other side of the story is consider freezing eggs. And don't wait with that, because the younger you are, the healthier eggs you will freeze. My opinion that freezing eggs should be approached similarly, because you, like, you go for an MOT, health MOT, we look at everything where you are. We do, if you're considering freezing eggs, I would also do a special test called vaginal ecologics test. So we do hormonal test, we look at where your hormones are, what's your ovarian reserve, we do the vaginal test. And we do a nutrigenomic test. If you have ever done like an engine test for like a really good car and they test you in the system and they show you all these amazing reports and they show you. <gasps> so the science around health is at that level. You can get a really good insight where you are and how your body might respond to this and that and the other. And, and then based on that, you would take some prenatal supplements for three to six months and like some other supplements depends where you are, where you need to be, some herbs maybe depend, like it's very individual. And then at the peak of your health, you're harvesting eggs, as many as possible really, because you might want to have two children. For some women, this is so liberating to know because with frozen eggs, you can go for IVF later. Of course, like your partner will need to work on the sperm quality as well, and you will still need to kind of do a bit more work on being able to, to have a successful implantation and all of that. But that, that's really liberating in a sense that you've got, you've kind of have got this chance yet, and you don't have to just like kind of rush with a partner right now. The, the other thing about looking for a partner, I think again, it's about so much honesty what kind of partner you need what kind of partner you want what are the expectations you've lived like half of your life or 40 years at your own pace there is probably some challenges in finding somebody who will co-join your pace so maybe having a openness about that and having a co-parenting relationships where you both chose to have a child but you don't necessarily live together or you spend weekends together 
this kind of authenticity of your situation should be like cornerstone, you know, and don't don't look at other people, what they have or don't have, or what, what they do and they don't do. It's like, it's your life. By 40, women were left with no vision. Some of them followed their mothers, fathers, you name it, social expectations. They go to this great career and, and what's next, you know? And then somebody never had a chance to really look at what they wanted to do. And this is a time, I think this, this is a liberating time. I met my husband online when I was 33. We met when I was 33. And I tell you that online dating wasn't... Uh, initially, I was very enthusiastic about online dating. And then I started like seeing, uh, okay, it's not kind of what I want and like, I had 37 encounters, I said 37 visits, like meeting ups, you know. And as time progressed, I started using this kind of tool as an exploratory tool. And uh, I would have a chat, I would ask them what, in, what attracted you. Oh, I'd be honest, I say, look, it doesn't seem like we've got the chemistry. Let's have a chat, you know, let's just have an open chat. What attracted you in my profile? I'll tell them what attracted me in their profile. And I learned so much. And I had such a great laugh through this, most of these meetings because uh, it kind of, it gave me so much confidence, you know, about what, it, what they liked about me, what they didn't like about me. I invite you to kind of stop stressing about it and kind of start exploring. I remember one of my, when I still worked in marketing, one of my super big bosses, and she's like extremely successful woman, woman with a family career and everything, you look at her like it's one of these TED talk people, you know, like, and I remember at one of the conferences, she said one thing that find your place in the world, find your place, and then the world will start kind of, kind of molding around you, if you like, because if you're in the right place for yourself, then you will be, you will be, you have a chance to find the right partner. Just like, what is the most important thing about your person with you okay when we met with my husband I tried to change his outfits like change his wardrobe he absolutely hated it and I'm glad I stopped at the first attempt and over time I've learned to appreciate his 20 year old t-shirts I wouldn't want him to choose dresses for me either that is example where our expectations and real people are maybe different and I think the more honest you are what what exactly you want from this, this situation, this encounter, this relations is the closer you will get to really getting where you want to be, you know? Thank you so much for sharing that. I loved hearing your story about how you met your husband and all the things that you learned along the way. And it is key that that becomes a playground, that dating yes. becomes a way of getting to know yourself more. And if we shift our mindset from, and it's a tough one because we have a, a really strong desire and some of us have had that strong desire for a long time when it's just not happening can get really frustrating especially after date 250,000 it feels like it can be tough to get back into that space of okay this is a place where I get to explore see what I like see what works for me see who works for me in what way and so staying in that place of play really sounds like it was key for you so 
Mm. Yes. And it's something that I focus on with my clients too, is coming back to themselves. What do they really want? How do they want to live their lives? Beginning to really embody that and to start to live from that place so that mm -hmm. when someone waltzes in, they, they glide right into, into that space that you've created in your life for them. But it's a life that you're already living in a way that you love to live it. So that match is easy to understand. A lot of women will say, I'm not sure, I don't know if it's right or not right. And it's well, if you're already living in a way where you, as you would when you had someone, then it's easier to understand, okay, is this feeling like right fit or is there actually just not, are we in different, in different spaces? And I also like as well how you encourage people to think or women to think about the different ways that they could live a relationship, different styles of relating, co-parenting in a way that looks different from what society and culture may say you should have or is right. So really finding what's right for you, what your desires are and living from there is key. So key. So thank you for sharing all of that wisdom. I had, I'm going to cycle all the way back yeah. to <laughs> when you described the testing that you do with women to understand, to understand where they sit in relation to how, I don't know exactly the, the terms that you'd use, but basically it's, okay, is my body still going to be ready to carry life? Am I going to be able to get pregnant? And so what I would love to understand is how is the work that you do with the Dutch test and other, and other ways of working different from say conventional medicine, the NHS or going to a medical doctor, where well, is the difference and why did you choose to work this way rather than that way? I'm not trained as a medical doctor, okay? I, and at some point I was lamenting that I wasn't because I think, God, I should have gone to a medical school really. But then I decided, then I've understood how the system works and how things work. And I understood that, no, I'm in my place where the place is complementary. So the work that would be done by a medical doctor is different they will be looking for pathologies and i'm looking for imbalances and imbalances like a, a light life ahead of a pathology and also the solutions um, many solutions from the uh, like orthodox medicine will be to medicate to eradicate the disease okay we and not operating in the disease sphere. However, if somebody is diagnosed with endometriosis, for example, we'll do all the same tests. We will look into the thyroid health, which is the test from a GP. We'll look at the full blood test, the mineral status. There are other tests that can be done that way, which is I'm working with a brilliant lab called Gen Genova Diagnostics. Probably any health professional will be listening to this will recognize it. And they have been, they have developed a, a test called metabolomics, which is, it's like literally a Porsche in testing. I mean, I don't know, Porsche is Porsche, a good car, I don't know, maybe Tesla or something. I'm com comparing to the cars because it's easy to understand that it's a complex mechanism and you need a complex solution, complex tool to evaluate its health. Not, not that I'm me me mechanizing the human body being, no, I, I am working with like mind, body and spirit, if you like, and I'm trained that way through my Taoist practice. But this, this is something like where it's almost like bordering the miraculous, how much information we can get. And again, the key difference is the doctors will, will look for pathologists and we will look for imbalances. The other difference is that like nutritional imbalances are not wildly, recogn widely recognized 
by the conventional medicine, unfortunately. Now, for example, I've just attended a fertility show in London and some of the IVF clinic and some of the IVF doctors were very understanding of how this will be as a nutritional imbalance will affect the egg health or will affect the general ability to carry the pregnancy. And some, some people were very dismissive. Like, that's just life, you know, that's, I think that the, probably the beautiful times that people can choose, that they can consider this, but they can also consider this massive amount of work at the moment in conception case done around microbiome health, which is to do with actually oral health and health, gut health and specific microbiome health. Because for example, oral hygiene, there are, there are several strains of bacteria that are found in our oral cavity that are linked with miscarriages, for example. Okay, the, in my work as a conception care, miscarriage is the worst. If somebody cannot get pregnant, well, we've done everything. At least you will know that you have done everything you could. For example, I had a, a patient who said that they had two miscarriages. They had a natural birth and they had two miscarriages. And when we discussed what is possible, what, it, what are the next steps, she was saying like, oh, you've just opened the universe to me. I did not know that all these steps are possible to improve my chances to have a healthy baby. And like, I just, talking to her, this is the first time, literally, I understood that this information is not out there, you know, that it's still kind of sort of circulating in our naturopathic, herbalist, nutritional kind of functional medicine world. And yes, the microbiome is a huge topic. And it's actually relevant for sort of our topic of sex and sex pleasures, and if you like, because there are a lot of microbiome, like intimate microbiome. There is a lot of exchange between partners. It's not a sexually transmitted disease. Please don't get it wrong. It's exchange of microbiome. So it is very important to know what your partner, what you're exchanging, you know, because some of the strains of bacteria, they happen that way that they're harmless in women, but they affect quality of sperm and that leads to miscarriages. And so stuff like that, it's all kind of these little things that we, we're looking at when we're working in conception care. Mm. So nutritional imbalance and micro in the microbiome. Can you just, for those of us who aren't schooled in mm -hmm. science, what is microbiome? Microbiome is the kind of combination of uh, bacteria well actually you would say bacteria and fungi and some viruses that inhabit our body and actually it used to be that we had a gut microbiome and everyone understood the gut microbiome and that's why probiotics are sold like candies and stuff like that and the first thing is oh I think I need some probiotics but this this microbiome leaves this kind of microbe colony if you like the, the, we, we are a symbiotic creature as a human. We're a symbiotic creature. We carry about two kg of this other species on us. And it's about a, a, a glass of fungi, 200 grams of fungi, about a couple of glasses of viruses and bacteria, about a couple of kg of this bacteria. They live on every mucous membrane in the body. Okay, they live on our lungs. They live in all the oral cavity, nasal cavity, eyes, uh, urine. And the balance of this microbiome is kind of key to our health. So for your healthy sexual life, the best thing you can do is check the, your vaginal microbiome. So knowing your, what's going on there is so helpful before you even start like uh, 
for having healthy sex and for like before you got the partners also um, for everything pretty much so, okay. okay great yeah. so you're so the work that you do is helping people to understand what their microbiome looks like how yeah. it, how it is and if they are in a space of preconception or wanting to yeah. have, a, have a kid, then you help them to balance that. Is that the right? Yeah. My work is like a holistic conception care, but if you just separate the scientific part of the work, will be three parts. One is definitely microbiome work. Second part would be hormonal work, which can be either done partially through uh, your healthcare provider, like the GP or partially Dutch test. And then the third part would be nutrigenomics, which is understanding how your genes are. It does take time. I really urge women to understand that this work takes time. First, the follicle starts maturing. Follicle starts, uh, takes three months for a follicle to mature. Sort of the, we are born with all the pre-follicles we will ever have. And they are built when our mother has been in our granny's tummy. Okay. And, but they're just like pre-cells because it's like an opportunity, if you like. And then they start maturing and it takes three months to mature. So the cycle you've got today is something that reflects something that happened to you three months ago. So sometimes you think, why do I have this heavy cycle now? Why is it so painful this time? Come back three months. And if you were stressed or unwell or something else happened, that's a reflection of it now. So any conception work is this magic number of three. Same for sperm. Sperm uh, matures for about 100 days, same sort of window. So if something has been kind of identified as a nutritional gap and stuff, you need to pre-build it so that in three months' time, you've got this uh, egg mature, starting to mature or sperm starting to mature, and then in three months, you start conception. So normally, I say take a break. You're not making a baby in the next couple of months, definitely not, because we want to find out what's going on. And then you're not making a baby, you're just having fun because you're building up that eggs and the sperms that should be like healthy and you know as healthy as possible to start doing it. So it's like, again, this is something coming back to your very first question if somebody is in their like sort of 40, starting to get into 40s, give yourself time. Normally I say, set out this year, for this work i mean i don't mean give up your job or don't give up your anything it's just set it out as a priority like we are enjoying ourselves we're enjoying our life we're looking after looking after our health and trying to see where it gets us there was one thing i wanted to say i've been listening to a very kind of you know very inspiring and quite spiritual person rebecca campbell she does a lot of work in like female spirituality and she said that in the very beginning of her spiritual work, she gave you, she made a commitment. That was her dream, that she would have flowers, fresh flowers. Every week, she would buy fresh flowers. And she said that in the very, it's coming back to this year of pleasure, you know, year of pleasure before you have to get to your conception. And she said that she started buying flowers every week and, then she would like look at them, connect with them, be happy that she did it. That was her little achievement. And despite that, she said at that moment it was expensive, but she still did it. And through that, she was 
it gives her more creativity, more whatever, it was more flow. And that led to her new kind of development into her books and everything. And I was thinking, that's exactly the ritual. That's your mascot. Yeah. So it sounds like beautiful connection with what feels like flow, what feels like the feminine. So if one, one part of the work is science, the other part might be, what might that other part be that you work with? Well, the other part is I'm trained into a modality that is called plant spirit medicine, which I have explored and kind of renamed in a sense for people to explain what that is. It's an ancient Taoist framework, which is called five element theory applied through the energies of plants. And I've learned to do this in two ways. One is here in the clinic, it's like a healing session. The other one is I'm offering an online energetic coaching sessions where we look at the imbalances through this five element prism. It is one of the maybe oldest recorded forms of medicine, if you like, and I don't want to kind of denigrate anyone else, but it's like 5,000 years old and they have had records of what has been happening. And this Taoist work is a mixture of some spiritual mystics getting some inspirations and also some massive amount of observation as well. The five element is a part of a sort of Chinese cosmology where the five elements fix the space, you know, like you've got the you've got the north, the south, the west and the east. So we fix the space. However, Chinese described it in eight directions. We do that as well. We've got south, west and, you know, all of that. So eight directions. And five elements describe the flow of the energy. And as one of the scholars of this discipline, Laurie Dechar, she's very beautiful. Laurie Dechar has got an audiobook there as well. She said that this five element describes the whole cycle of carbon life. And we are the carbon life. Carbon is the the kind of backbone of the organic chemistry, if you like. And so it describes us like birth, growth, flowering, having a fruit, and then decay and death. And uh, there's a poetry behind it and a lot of, it, it is literally the flow, if you like. And how is it relevant? So they describe that they're looking at this framework and everything kind of ties in into this framework of five. So each season is linked with the primordial, like with the prevalent energy and prevalent energy is linked with the, with the prevalent emotion in a person. And this emotion, all the emotions should be in balance. If somebody's emotion is out of balance and this is this area of their body and area of their life is being kind of out of balance and it needs to be looked at. For example, a lot of women in perimenopause, and it's sort of 40 plus, 38, 40, they all, a lot of women experience liver problems and gallbladder problems. And, ha- and it also manifests in anger and in frustration. And of course, liver is considered, and this system is considered to be the prime architect. And the gallbladder is a primary decision-making. I'm coming back to the, 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 the thing that I was talking about that who is making the decisions? How are you making the decisions about your life? Have you got a vision for your life? And so many times it's all stumbling upon the stones. The other thing would be loneliness. Loneliness is an element of fire. And if your fire is, if, you, if you've got this beautiful fire in your heart and you've got no one to share it with, you know, that's it. We are, we are not meant to be lonely. We are meant to be part of the community. So with a woman who comes into your office, 
you understand not just the science behind what's happening in her body, but also the spirit. So understanding what's happening, how she's feeling about her life, how she's feeling about where she's at, how she's feeling about having a child and working with that as well. So coaching her through to, I would guess, to smooth out the areas yeah. that want smoothing out through the lens of the five. I've learned over the years and I've, my, my major qualification I've received in 2017. And over this time, I've learned to meet people where they are at. Some people, like this spiritual side of work, it can be done in two forms. One is a coaching and one is a healing session. I, can, I cannot combine the practical medical work with healing session. That will be two separate sessions. And so is coaching probably. Part of coaching we discussed, like for example, my new fertility client said, she wrote to me in the morning that, oh, you know, what, what the, the, the homework that she had was to consider she's craving sweets, okay? And I said, okay, I want you to really look into the moments when you crave sweets. I want you to kind of write down, okay, I'm craving sweets. I feel that way about it. So because I don't want to say just cut out the sugar, cut out the sweets. I want her to understand to connect with her cravings before we start saying, okay, so because I, I want, and this is part of coaching and this this is where the, the kind of mentally, like we've got the process that we are mentally aware of, but we've also got sort of unconscious process. So at the moment, this client is at this stage where she's not ready to do the spiritual work. She, she's not there yet. She's ready to start understanding where her cravings come from. And when she's ready, if she wants to, we will do a healing session. If she is not ready, then I'm leaving it to her. Like, yes, we will be working with, we already work with herbs. She's already changing diet. We're already having some vitamins and looking into that on the other. And her, her partner will be tested for his sperm quality because that the male fertility is so overlooked, you know? And like, and also there's also stigma about it because like, Oh, if my, you know, I've got some problems with my sperm, then, you know, it kind of demasculinizes men. So in her case, they, they didn't have the partner test ever, tested ever. So it's kind of, again, assumed that everything is in the women's court. And it's interesting, the dynamics. Some younger couples, you would have a male partner really open to everything, you know. In some older couples, you might have, mm, you know, mm, and it's okay and it's, it's okay it, it, it is okay but so this was like a little tangent into that male fertility needs to be checked out as well but again coming back to the previous question it's about starting where you are at you, you shouldn't be uncomfortable in any process with any health practitioner coach health practitioner energy work you lead the narrative you decide what you want to happen to you you know like you decide what's happening, you know, you need to know the options. Like we talk about options all the time with my, with my clients, with my patients. These are your options. You can do this. You can do this. You can do it all at once. You can do it stage in stages when you're ready. And it, it, I think that is super important not to, when I hear things like, oh, my GP put me on X, Y, that that's kind of taking this authority away from people. Not that they shouldn't and the medical decisions, but you can question medical decisions. You should, you can know what's going on. You can know why they're making this decision. And just, you know, that, that's take your power back. That's what I'm talking about here.
Yeah, there's an imbalance, I think. And we've given so much power away and stopped listening to our bodies. And that's led to this disconnection as well. So mm-hmm. I love your, your view on that of giving people different options. And then they decide. And of course, there is a medical practitioner will have their view based on their experience or expertise. Yeah. And then it's your body and what feels absolutely that's going to support your health. And that's mm-hmm. not just empowering, but it supports, it supports health. So I had one last question for you. What happens in a healing session? In a healing session, healing is, it's like the actual work is like a combination of energetic acupuncture and Reiki. Someone's lying on the couch for about 40 minutes to an hour, depends. And then the basically being like hands-on healing with some energies of plants happening. And so, yeah, that, that's that's what it is. And the, the energies of plants I've been working for with, well, I've qualified in this system in 2018. And then I had a year of supervised practice. And I met a lot of like made connections with a lot of plants that way. And it's very beautiful. I remember this, uh, look, it's a very kind of, I remember this story when I spoke to a woman and uh, like a couple of days before I met this woman, I had a connection with a plant energy and it was all about orgasm, like all everything about orgasm, like, like fiery, fiery energy, like all of this, like joy, sex, joy, sex, like, wow. And the way it works is you get really attuned to the energies. You kind of learn to meditate and you learn to listen and you learn to differentiate with the messages from your own kind of body and from what's happening. And also the training involves a lot of observation. You're looking at the color on their face. You're looking at the smell, the sound of their voice and the emotional imbalance they represent with. So literally you can talk about cinema books, you name it, horses, but at the same time, you're listening to which emotion is out of balance because the emotion manifests in a kind of combination of sound of their voice and the kind of, so this work takes at least two years to just learn to attune to this so that when a person comes to me, like the first thing I do is I listen to them and it's like attunement, which element is the, the we call it the causative factor, the core element, which is out of balance. And you can think about it like a champagne, you know, like, you know, the champ- uh, wedding and champagne or uh, chocolate uh, fountain, where if you heat the right element, so the energy goes everywhere, the energy flows everywhere. And also system recognizes some major blocks in the system, like a major operation, major trauma, major something happened, then the, the, something gets blocked and we can move these blocks of energy through the body. And people find it restorative, quite restorative. So with that woman, somehow, when I, I met this plant, I forgot, well, I had this connection, I made this meditation with a plant, I recorded all that. I was so like, I've never experienced so much energy in one plant. And then when I met the, uh, this woman for a, like a diagnostic session, I was looking at her and how's your sex life? How's your orgasms? And she gingerly kind of said that it's not something that too frequent, like happens frequently to her. And suddenly all this kind of energy of this plant was in my head. I forgot about them. I've completely, because it's a busy life, you know, I forgot about it. And this is exactly how it works. You know, so I know when I was working with her that how fire is out of balance because all the all everything else was pointing out of the fire imbalance and then 
when I heard this, I knew oh, that's the energy of that plant that she needs. So when we were doing the session, that that's the energy that was brought into the session. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Ina. You're incredible. So what I've understood is you work with the whole person, hence being yeah. a holistic yeah, mm. practitioner. Really beautiful, beautiful work. So all of the science that is there that we have oh. that you describe as <laughs> miraculous, that we have so much, we can get so much information. Mm. But then also the very, very critical for me and key, key understanding and things to work with with someone are energy energy yeah. and what's happening energetically with them and how also they're thinking about things how their mindset is where mm -hmm. they're at in life and so you're really working with all parts of a, a person with their physical body with their heart their emotions with the energy and with their mind as well and we are multi-dimensional beings and yes. so it makes perfect sense to me that we work in this way with and, and yeah it's powerful it's powerful okay. it's beautiful and i would send anyone to you, <laughs> you. who is considering considering wanting to have perhaps a child and getting there with their age into their late 30s early 40s when it feels like okay what are my options what's actually here for me and I really want to understand that in a very concrete and real way and work with everything that's there so so thank you for that it's powerful work that you do thank you very much for inviting me if they have somebody wanted uh, there is a perimenopause work like ebook on my website and I said that there will be 20% discount on initial consultation with me anyone who says I came from this podcast that you know just to kind of thank you for inviting me here Oh, thank thank you. you so much. So is the best way for people to get in touch through your website? Or? Yes, uh, you can find me on my website, in that course, or you can find me on Instagram. Amazing. Okay. And everything will be in the show notes as well. Yeah. So definitely connect with Ina. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. Generous gifts and the generosity that she came here with. And yeah, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. It's been wonderful.